eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giulio, 215-592-9494. Coming up next hour, Hugh's response to the responses yesterday as we debated <laughs> Nick Foles and Michael Vick. Boy, yeah. I say, I'm still getting heat behind that. Oh, I like I, it. Oh, boy. Reading is, I just say this before we get into that. Reading is fundamental, and I'll, I'll, I'll explain more of that okay. as we get, get into it. But reading is fundamental. It is. But not easy as we have Yeah, it's obviously noticed. not that easy. And it's listening. Obvious. Listening is key to all of this kind of stuff. So we'll get to that coming up and have some fun with it in a little bit. All your phone calls on Harden, agree or disagree, him opting in would be the best for the Sixers. And, of course, the Phillies, are you now fully convinced this team is going back to the playoffs? Hugh is. I am not, even though they've played good baseball. The NL wildcard race, these teams above them just don't lose much. The Marlins keep pitching well. The Giants are a good team. And the Dodgers, of course, are the Dodgers. But before we get back to all that, we promised you, and this is exclusive, never before heard. I mean, there's been a lot over the past basically two decades, you know, of what happened between T.O. and our guy Hugh back in, in 05. Um, over in the Eagles facility, what happened, right? And we, we've heard Hugh's side of this since the show began, and T.O.'s always has his side, but now this is brand new. So from FUBU Sports, get your popcorn ready with T.O. and hats. We were sent this. It, it's like they wanted us to bring this up. We were like, yeah, of course we're going to. Um, but you've never heard this before. So here's T.O. kind of setting the stage of what his side is, what happened all those years ago. I wouldn't say it was legendary, man. It was just me just – Really just standing up for myself, man. You know, especially like being being there in Philly. Like I said, we're going to the Super Bowl uh, the year year prior. And then so the next year, you know, I was injured and I'm getting treatment, things of that nature. And then this is, you know, Hugh was on the team. You know, he wasn't on the team and he brought him back. And so he was like the team ambassador uh, at that point. You know what I mean? So I, I didn't know the the extent of the title, but uh, like I said, I'm I'm getting treatment or what have you, and him and Donovan are, are they're boys or what have you. So you know, for whatever reason, I I don't even know why they were upset or he was upset or what have you because I was hurt. I was in the training room. I was getting treatment. What we do, you know yeah. what I mean? And what anybody that knows me is like, why would I be trying to skip practice? That's not even in my DNA. I. <laughs> 
first of all, if if any since I've been here, and I've said this many times, if if I was starting a team, TLB is one of the first people that I would take. One of the first. You've always been very confident of his ability, yeah. his work ethic, and the way that he handles his business. I would say this: me and TR are cool now, but it's amazing how T.O. is misremembering. I'm not going to call him a liar, but he's misremembering the story. It did not happen like that. It did not happen like that at all. T.O. said something to me first. Mm. I wasn't even in. I wasn't even in the training room. I like I said when I was here in Philly and I was back. And I was trying to figure out, you know, working on the radio and trying to figure out my next move. I set boundaries because it was a it was a tense situation in that locker room between T.O. and Donovan. And by the way, Donovan, me and Donovan aren't friends like that. Me and Donovan are cordial. Donovan is Ike's friend. Five the world. Five, <laughs> five, like five. If when I speak to five, five will speak. He he will be cordial, but we've had our run-ins before. Like, so that that was not true. So I, I don't like I think T.O.'s forgetting a lot of the history with all of that, that that went down. Now, first of all, he he said something. He instigated something with me because somebody told him that obviously somebody told him I was on the radio station. That's when I first started. And I was on the morning show with Angelo. Angelo was going in on him. I'm not surprised. He was going in on him. And the reason why Angelo was going in on him is because we had just played Dallas that weekend and T.O. wore a Michael Irvin jersey at the end of the game. And we just lost to Dallas. And Angelo got on the air and said that he quit. So I'm sitting there and I'm not saying I'm like I'm not defending him, but I'm not killing him. I'm not like I'm just kind of like I don't think he quit. You know, I'm not saying a whole lot in this in the, in this segment. I'm not saying a lot. So whomever he talked to told him that I was on there saying that he quit on the air talking about he quit. Not once did I ever say this man quit because I did not believe that. Now, was he disrespectful for wearing the Dallas Cowboys jersey? Yes, he was. I thought that was disrespectful, especially after a loss to the Dallas Cowboys. And it's ridiculous that he wore that. It's yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. And Angelo was livid. If Ang- Angelo was livid. So – that day, I walked into the, the, the uh, facility, and I was talking to Rick. Me and Rick Burkhart were really cool. Still talk to him to this day. And I was just like, wow, it was really rough on the air this morning because Angelo, I mean, I couldn't say nothing. You know, because at that point, I'm kind of straddling the fence between this world and the next one. And probably deep down, you, you probably agree with Angelo. Like, he shouldn't I, have worn I, the jersey. He shouldn't have worn the jersey. But no, Angelo, you know, Angelo takes it away. Well, <laughs> you know, love him to death. Yeah, death con five death, pretty fast. But it went from zero to 800 real fast. And Angelo was talking about getting him out of the city, yada, yada. So I guess somebody told him all of that. So T.O. comes back and he says something directed towards me. He walked past and he says something directly towards me. So... I sat there for a minute. And and at this point, I, I'm thinking, like, this is not going to go well for me, but I can't, you know, me, I'm petty. I mean, you know that by the tweets that I like to send out randomly <laughs> and the fact that I got in trouble for some of the tweets that I sent out this morning, I'm petty. And I'm not going to sit there and just let anybody say anything to me. So I went in, I went into the, the, the hydro room and I said, listen, I don't know, like, you might have everybody else here scared, but I'm not scared. I, I, like, I'm ad living, but I told him I put hands on him. I I, I basically said that. So we we so I leave because now like all the like Don Smoliski was down there. Dom, the uh, he's with the Eagles still. 
he was down there. So Dom's looking at me like, what the hell's going on? Because the language was colorful. Okay. And 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 I'm pretty sure Dom has never heard that kind of language. It was real street for, for like five or six minutes. So I I came back and I apologized because Dom's looking like, what the hell did I just come into? Because he was getting treatment. And I was like, hey, man, I apologize. You know, I didn't mean to do that. I shouldn't be in here, you know, because I knew I was in the wrong. So when I'm getting ready to leave, then T.O. squares up. And he's like, you know, I'm tired of you talking stuff. What you want to do? And at that point, you know how to say stop in this situation. What would you do? So I knew it was only a matter of time before punches were thrown. And, and as an older guy, you're like, I'm not about to be sucker punched by anybody. So it, this is where it got hilarious. So I threw the first punch, missed. He threw a punch. He missed. So I hear Trot say, grab him. Like Trot put me in the in the chicken wing. And I was mad because I'm like, damn, Trot about to get me beat up. Because that's what I'm thinking. Because Trot had a, a chokehold on me where I couldn't get out of it. <laughs> so I'm like, damn, Trot, this is supposed to be my boy. And and somebody grabbed T.O. and it was broken up. And that was it. So it, it, was, it, was it was fast. It happened fast. So now I walk into the locker room and, and Donovan is there. And Donovan's like, what happened? And I was like, yeah, me and T.O. just got in a scuffle. And, and then that's when Donovan, like T.O. walked in the room and he called Donovan out and everything. And I was just like, I looked at Donovan like, well, he ain't talking to me. He's like, well, if you want something, you can get something too, Five. And I was like, well, he ain't talking to me, Five. We just, he talking to you. <laughs> and that, that, that was the end of that. But like, for him to sit there and say that I instigated that, he was wrong. I did not instigate that. So he fight. poked you. You didn't want to get. You didn't want to get sucker punched, and then away. Yeah, it, it, it went. and then away it went. It, the way away it went. But the way that he's painting the story is like, boy, that's why I didn't want to come on the show with him. So just remember, another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's hear T.O. He went on, and, and Darren Sproles was asked that first question. He, he went on in this uh, never-before-heard podcast that just came out. Um, listen to how T.O. So we just got Hugh's version and, and you how you remember everything. Here's what T.O. said went down all those years ago. So I'm in there getting some treatment on the, on the little treadmill, and uh, I heard him, you know, he was kind of, you know, being, you know, being, being Hugh. Hugh. And then he's like, yeah, some some people in here, in here playing hurt, you know what I mean? Don't want to practice. Something along those lines. So I knew he was refer- referring to me, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Out of all people, like, why would I be trying to skip practice? So, you know, I just, I, I, I was just kind of just, the tensions were kind of high during that time. Right. So I just got up out of there. And then, you know, we had a little bit of a confrontation, you know what I mean, an encounter. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't really any any blows or anything like that thrown, but, you know. A little wrestling. I, yeah, I made my presence known. <laughs> he made his presence known or what have you. And so. So the way he, here's what I see the difference is. The way you remember it is like he, you, he said something to you when you walked in. He made it sound like you walked in there it going instigate. after him. I, yeah. I did not. I yeah. did not do that. I did not do that. Because at that point, I am not. Like, the one thing that I would never do is disrespect a, a, a player, like, on any level. Like, you know, and, 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 and I get – I'm real – like, the NFL is a brotherhood, and I respect the brotherhood. 
just like I respect any other brotherhood that I'm a part of. I respect that. So I never said anything to him about him quitting because I know him. Listen, I saw T.O. every day for a year work his butt off. I saw T.O. work his butt off to play in the Super Bowl. So why would I say anything about him quitting on the team? Now, him wearing a Michael Irvin jersey, which I, I, I assumed that he forgot that he did, was the catalyst for all of this. This was what the this is this was the straw that broke the camel's back. Because if you remember after that game, then that's when Andy Reid sent him home. He was like, because that the one thing that you don't do in Philadelphia is do that. Like, especially after a L. Oh, of course not. So it, it was one of those things where, and I get it. Like I said, me and T.O., we don't have any beef. I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for him, but he mis, he is misremembering the story because I did not instigate that. I did not instigate that at all, but it's easy. See, he's in a position right now. He has the big piece of chicken. You know, he's the Hall of Famer. He's the one that's doing the book tour and everything. So it's easy for him to tell his story because that's that's the last story that people hear. So, I mean, I get it, but it didn't happen like that. And if he's being honest with himself and he goes back and he thinks about it, he'll remember exactly why all those things happened to him at the time that they happened. So here's T.O. Wrap it up with his, uh, his feelings and thoughts on the aftermath and, and, and post the, uh, the, the craziness all those years ago. After, you know, after a while I had talked to uh, Trot about it because he got in between us. And so I wasn't afraid of him at this point because, like, bro, I'm like, I get who you are. I see how big you are, but that didn't that didn't deter Crazy, me. Right. You know what I mean? But I'm at this point, I'm like, you're not gonna disrespect me, you know, because I already knew where the energy was coming from. Like, you know, Donovan and I, we weren't really getting along at the time, this, that, and the other. So I don't like that. I don't know what sparked, you know, why he came in and said what he said. Um, and so again, you know, we went at it, and so I I went through Trotter to get at him. You know what I mean? That, that's how mad I was. That was the extent of it, man. Like me and Hugh, we cool now. We've talked about it. We kind of moved on. You know, we didn't like. He I didn't know the term on. bullying. We just used. I mean, you're not gonna be picking Pick on, on me. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get picked on. Blah 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 blah. Right. Bully. You're it's, a bully. Listen, and I listen. I, I full disclosure because I've been here a while. Y'all know my track record. Y'all read stories about me and altercations with people. <laughs> I mean, I have, I have been provoked. Every every altercation that I've ever been in, I've been provoked. And because I and and even in my Twitter rants, I I don't say a whole lot until I'm provoked because that's just that's in my DNA. I don't say nothing to nobody unless you say something to me that I deem disrespectful. And now I'm going to I'm going to bring it straight to you. I'm not going to go around. I'm not going to take the side door and anything like that. I'm going to bring it straight to you. And and that's exactly what happened. But I it, it's easy to tell the story when you're telling it from a position of like I was being the bully, but I, I really wasn't. Just my perspective, just getting to know you over the last few months and the story and knowing T.O.'s, just hearing him over the years. My my feeling is if he didn't say anything to you when you walked in that day, none of this would ever happen. No. Like, and, and, he could, and, and look, he could have been annoyed. And obviously you were in a weird spot because you were here and still with the team to an extent. But he could have ignored it. If he ignored whatever it was that bothered him or just maybe spoke to you differently, that wouldn't have happened. No, it, it wouldn't have happened. And, 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 I, and, and you know what's funny? After all of that happened. We talked, and I told him, I said, dude, you, you were wrong. You handled this the wrong way. You handled, like, I, and I, I meant, I didn't just mean the whole thing between me and him, because that's water under the bridge. You know, we're, we're older, we're smarter now, that's water under the bridge. But the way that you handled the situation in Philadelphia, you, you didn't handle it right. The, the bottom line is this. It, everything that happened between T.O. and Donovan in that time, 
it all stemmed from jealousy. It, it Bottom line, it all stemmed from the fact that, and, and I'm not ashamed to say this, when T.O. came here, he took us to a different level on and off the field. Clearly. And there was from, I don't know from who, like I'm, you can speculate all you want, but there were guys, there were certain people that did not like that. And, and to a man, that was the story. That is the bottom line why it happened the way that it happened. But as far as me going out of my way to, to, to disrespect T.O. or anything like that, I would never do that. I respected his game on the field, and I respected the fact that he was trying to get his money. Because bottom line, he was trying to get his money. He was trying to get paid for what he did in the Super Bowl, which was phenomenal. Amazing. Yeah, You know, so, like, again, he has the big piece of chicken right now. He can tell the story however, which way he wants to tell it. But, T.O., if you're listening, I know now why you didn't want to come on the show, dog, because it's easier to tell the story when you're only telling it from your side. It's cool. It's, it's cool. I got it. I'll, yeah. be the, I'll be the bad guy. I'll be Tony Montana. It's cool. It, it, I'm okay with that. It is amazing, and it's, it's, it's actually sad, the way you, you framed it there at the end, the jealousy part, because it, it destroyed what could have been one of the great quarterback-wide receiver combinations in the NFL. It was, it was for a year, and it could have been for way more. Man, listen, I remember when, when T.O. got – when I talk about – like, I can't talk about some of this, like how different it was when he was here, but outside of the, the, the drugs and the debauchery, it was kind of like North Dallas 40. Like, it was kind of like that. Like, out of, outside all of that, I mean, because we used to watch Monday Night Football at T.O. House, and when I tell you it was different, it was different. Like, it was like you had – there was no telling who was going to walk through the door to watch Monday Night Football at T.O.'s house when he was here. Well, he, he just he took the status of the franchise. You guys were excellent anyway before yeah. you got here, but and it took it, you to a different level. You know what it was? It, 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 it was the equivalent of, of, of us being a good a – good, team and he made us instagram famous he was the missing piece <laughs> yeah he, he was he was the missing piece and and for that i'll forever be grateful and i like i said i i totally respect this game but it was it was basically jealousy that that drove a wedge in in, in this team yeah it was it, and i'm glad we were sent that and we appreciate um, the fubu sports sending us the audio there of that because it just added to it. I'm glad we got a chance to address it. 215-592-9494. You can react to all of that. I mean, it it was such a big thing in this city all those years ago. It's and and I'm sure everyone listening that is is old enough and and most obviously are to remember the details of it. Like it was almost like a trip down memory lane there hearing that Kyle. Like it just <laughs> yeah, like I, I I'm thinking about like everything that came, went on here, Angelo, it was it was the lead story on SportsCenter like every night. Like that it, was Angelo's fault. Angelo, <laughs> if you're listening, that's your damn fault. That that's, was uh, your fault. That's par for the WIP course. Yeah. Uh, everyone just, you. you know, tearing each other apart. <laughs> Angelo ruined the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> Angelo, Angelo was like loving to death, man, but he was a rabble rabble. Well, he, here's what I'll say about Angelo's role in that. Angelo is just, just the shark. It was not his fault there was blood in the water. No, it he wasn't. Smelled it was it, not. He, and he, and he just did what like, he had to do. And he did not. Oh, man, that was, that was the most uncomfortable day of my life at WIP. Because <laughs> he was, when I tell you, when, they, when the kids say going in, oh, he went in with both feet. Oh, it was, it was, it was wild. So, like, by, by now, I've probably heard, like, 20 different variations, versions of, of this story. And I, I'm sure, like, you know, I'm sure to some degree on 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 the part of both of you that there might be some like some little key differences that you might be misremembering or you might remember one way you might remember the other. I mean that's how stories sort of evolve over time and, and when they you know they they get passed along and you know who, who knows. But I just remember 
my like I, at least my experience with this incident when it first went down. So I was a I was a ten year old kid, and this was you know obviously a huge Eagles fan, and was in love with the T.O. McNabb thing, and then you know really soured on T.O. pretty quickly when I knew that it was you know it was souring with him and McNabb. So I just remember being in, in I must have been in school one day, and just you know that the way I heard it was, man, did you hear Hugh Douglas? Punched out T.O. in the in the <laughs> locker room. None of that. None of that. Happened. And I was like, and I mean, at least from my perspective, I'm like, hell yeah, Hugh Douglas. You know, like, screw T.O. Like, Imagine uh, telling 10-year-old you that you would one day produce his show. That I'm in show. the crossfire. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's, that's just crazy. No, and, and here's the thing with stories. And, and, and the one thing that we all learn when we do radio is that people hear and, and believe what they want to believe. No matter how we try to frame it or how you try to tell it, because to this day, I will sit here just like I just did and say that it did not happen the way that you thought it happened. And people will still say either T.O. beat me up or I beat up T.O. to this day. And it's it's to me, it's just it's just an example of how most of us just don't listen to what's being said well, they or don't. take the time to understand or comprehend what the conversation is about. I feel like I've been a forensic scientist for almost 20 years, piecing together different little facts. Yeah. And, and now it feels like the story has come together more. And, and it's because obviously we have Hugh here talking to us, but it's come together more recently. Like I could picture the whole thing now. There is, you think about it, like if you go back and if you listen to, to my version of the story, if you've, you've ever heard it anywhere and you listen to his version, he misremembers a lot. Like his story changes from from time right. to time. It does. My story's been consistent because that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. Like I said, love him to death, man. Tremendous amount of respect for him. But he's misremembering, and it happens because you know when you get older, man, you get an advanced age. You know you tend to forget a whole lot of things. <laughs> but old people are cool here. <laughs> but old people are definitely cool. There is one person that I think we sort of need to need to hear from. Like the last final piece of this puzzle was a guy that you both said was in the middle of it. Trot, trot, trot. Like this is. Yeah, this, I would like to hear his perspective. Trot, I, I, I can't remember him speaking on it. Like trot, obviously in the moment. See, this, this is the thing. Like him going through trot to get to me did not happen because trot had me in the in the full face chicken wing. That's wind. what I thought as you said it. Like yeah. he, he had you behind, trot, you know, taken away. Trot grabbed me so fast that I was like, and I couldn't break his hold, and I was like, damn. I'm about to get punched in the face because my boy got me in the chicken wing. And Trot, as soon as he grabbed me, he said, somebody grabbed T.O. And somebody grabbed him. But Trot had me face down on the mat. And I'm like, let me go because I couldn't get out of the mo- so I couldn't get out of it. It's interesting as, as you kind of think about it. Trot is the hero and the villain of this story <laughs> because he's the hero because he saved you guys from having a real fight, right? Yeah. He broke it up. But he's the villain because because of him, we don't really, like, it becomes vague. <laughs> yep. He, he stopped. He muddied it up. Yeah, he muddied it up. No, he, he did, I, like, he did what, the right thing. The one thing, thing that I tell you is, like, I remembered that vividly because I could, like, and I knew it was him because I couldn't break the hole. Like, I, that's what I remember. Because when Trot, yeah. when he locked in, you knew it wasn't David Akers. It, it, yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't. It couldn't have been nobody but him. Because yeah. when he locked in, I was like, "Damn, I'm about to get punched in the face." And Trot, it's Trot's fault. But he 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 turned me around, and they broke it up. So how long would you say the whole thing lasted? Like a minute, thirty seconds? Probably not even. Man, it was. It happened so fast. Yeah. Because what he did when he got out the hydro pool. Because I walked in there, and I started, you know, using my colorful language. And he walked out. He said, "He said, stay right here." <laughs> so I'm apologize i'm coming out and i'm apologizing everybody because i knew i was in the wrong and when i turned around he was standing right there like and let me tell you it's funny right because t.o ain't he ain't no slouch and he ain't he ain't he ain't weak he's not weak. no so 
this is where it got funny. So I, I walk out the hallway, right? So I see Trot. Um, no, I see I see Trey. And I'm I'm breathing kind of heavy. Cause you know, he's still playing. I'm retired, so I'm a little, you know, I ain't, you know, I ain't shape my man. So I'm in the hallway. He said, What happened, dog? I said, Yeah, man, I just got in a scuffle with T.O. And I'm breathing. He said, Damn, big dog, you breathing kind of heavy. <laughs> he's a little bit more than you thought he was gonna be, huh? I said, Yeah, dog, he's pretty strong. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, dog. He 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 he's a pretty strong dude. And that that was funny. That that was the thing that I remember from all of that because it was Trey making fun of me and and trot grabbing me. That's what I remember about that. The other thing that hit me about all this is all the names come out. Maybe if Ike didn't go to Atlanta, he could have been there to help. No, Ike, this yeah, whole that, thing was Ike, that was Ike. Ike fault. was out of here. Ooh. No, but I tell you what, Ike does know. Like he he like he probably won't do it because like I said, him and him and you know, and I'm not gonna put him on the spot because him and uh you know five they friends, but you know, Ike Ike knows Ike Ike has a lot of information. I'm just gonna say that. I I Ike knows the intimate details about a, a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, they use the phrase he knows where the bodies are buried. Yeah, yeah. Ike knows where the bodies are buried. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. That was awesome recounting that. We'll come back at all your phone calls here. We're waiting, we'll get to everyone here. The hardened thing. I think it's a good thing if he opts in. Agree, disagree. Are you fully in on the Phillies now? fully back in that this team will make the playoffs. I'm not. Hugh is. Your reaction to that entire thing, T.O.'s remarks, Hugh's remarks, your memories of the whole thing back in the day. We'll get to everyone. A lot of reaction coming up in the 1 o'clock hour. 215-592-9494. Plus, we had history last night in sports, and one of our colleagues really lived up to the moment. We'll get into that and your calls coming up on Sports Radio 94 WIP.